So when I go to, when I lead workshops and I've done it for the last seven years, I ask the same and one question, how do you stop yourself from telling the truth? Most people come with like, it's like a top 100 or like top 50 um, hits. It's all the same in like people from, and I work with people from all over the world, from all kinds of different cultures. They name the same things, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of, um, being punished, fear of saying something hurting other people's feelings, fear of losing control, fear of dying. In is still in most places, most places in the world, you can still get killed if you're gonna, you know, contradict or stand out. It's all same and same. Where it seems it seems like we're all running around knowing that we're lying, that we are stopping ourselves from telling the truth for the same reasons, but we just don't share it. We do not speak about, you know, I'm not telling you the truth because I'm afraid that you're gonna leave me. We don't do it. We go like, I love your shirt. Your shirt is amazing, or whatever the lie that we need to come up with so the person stays. It's like, oh no, no, baby, I love you, I love you very much. It's like you want you want to go and fuck around go 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 I'll I'll stay I'll be a good wifey <laughs> as an example or we use shame and guilt it's like you want to do what you know these kind of people they don't no 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 yeah it's also manipulation so telling the truth brings us a risk of experiencing all those experiences that we have experienced while growing up. I was a little kid. I wanted a candy. I, my parents said no. And then I, I, you know, I got stressed and my parents left the room and locked me up in the room. And I was just like, ah, scary. I'm little. I cannot defend myself. So like through those moments when I, I am me, do me, and I'm being punished or shamed or guilt tripped, um, I learned that it's better not to be me. So those whenever and like those contractions in the body those memories of being abandoned left uh, judged ridiculed bullied those memories will bring them in our future in our present moment relationship with other people when i work with my clients i say well what's the worst scenario well you know if i'm gonna tell them that i want to have my own room in the apartment and sleep in my own bed that they're gonna leave me and as a 40 years old person who doesn't who's afraid to have their own space i'm thinking this is really strange it's like you're 40 years old this is your home you want to have your own space why don't you just go and do it and they're like i'm terrified of losing that person because they might get angry for me wanting so and this is it's like, it's heartbreaking. Adults are afraid to piss other adults off. As if like the fear of losing that connection is so strong as if it's equal equals to your death. But it's not. It's just the fear and a body memory of the times when you wanted something from in your own with important people in your life and they punished you in some way. So you learn not to want it and rather just be afraid. <clears throat> so telling the truth brings the flavor of those experiences from your past that you've been hurt in some ways. There's no way around it. There's absolutely no way around it. You cannot be like, okay, I'm going to tell the truth and not going to experience any little bit of fear 
not gonna happen. <laughs> Been there, done that. I tried it myself. Also, all the time brought up to like I got to the same point where I was like, I'm scared shitless. Depending on the, the situation and the level of the perceived risk and the intensity in my body, it's always come. The fear is always there. Just sits, waits. <laughs> So there's absolutely no way for you to tell the truth. If it's like your core truth, something about your own experience, something that you want, that you're thinking, that you're feeling, that you're experiencing without the flavor of fear. It's ingrained in our body. We all have it. Even the most courageous people who are most spiritual, who the gurus who say like, oh, you know, transform fear put them in any kind of other circumstances that they have created for themselves, that they have control of and watch them. And I've done it myself so I can tell. I don't know, maybe I just haven't met any enlightened people yet in my life. Maybe I'm just super limited in my access to people. I don't know. It could be as well. Everything is possible. Right. So you cannot tell the truth without fear. Fear is always there. And then once you tell the truth, um, what, ha what really happens, like most people, what is the, what most people are anticipating some sort of scenario that comes to your mind. It's like you want to tell the truth and then you anticipate a scenario and some sort of like a, a response from another person. Most of the time, the responses that we are anticipating by thinking in our minds are not real they're never happening the same as we imagine it to be. What really happens is that the moment I try, I, I'm ready to tell the truth, I look at the person, I'm already in, my nervous system is already more aroused because of all the anticipation, the body memory of being hurt and you know, a disaster is, is waiting for the body. So you're having all this like hyped up nervous system just by thinking of telling the truth. But there's something really nice in drawing. I was like, yeah, it's like there's some some little like relief when I think about it as well. So you're about to approach the person, and then you tell the truth. And what happens is that your it's, it's a little like everything intensifies us, and you dissociate for a moment because the intensity in the body is so big that either you're shutting yourself down and be like, oh no no, I didn't say it, I didn't mean it. Or you act it out and be like, and then you say something really silly and you have no control of what just came out of your mind. It's like, I don't know what I just said. <clears throat> or you freeze and go like. You're not breathing, not moving. So what happens on the physical level that your body just had an orgasm of some kind and like a. If you had a fear, then you had a fear-gasm where telling the truth reaches its peak. When you tell the truth, you experience the peak of experience of like the, 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 you know, the fear. Or if you're saying that you're angry, then you're experiencing the anger-gasm, that your anger reaches the peak experience. And if you get to contain your attention in your body, you notice that you just had like a, you know, sweaty palms, heat in your body, warm in your cheeks, um, some pressure. And as you told the truth, all those sensations receded. But most of the time, most of us do not pay attention to our bodies. And that is a fucking problem. And it is a problem because 
when you're not paying attention to your body, you're still on the level of the mind, the stories. So anticipating the scenario and thinking, what does this mean that I just said that? What the other person is thinking and what does that mean to them? So I'm in the low and my whole attention is hijacked by the meanings about the, what I just said, rather than the body sensations. How do I actually feel about what I just said? <clears throat> and so when you are still in, you know, paying attention to the meanings, what it means, um, trying to predict what the other person is thinking um, or trying to control the other person, for example, but I didn't mean it or try to like, but I'm feeling this way or I'm thinking this way because I have a very good reason to feel this way and think this way. And I don't want you to, you know, blah, 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 blah. so there's a lot of explanation is also a form of control of the other person trying to manage the impression. That is just like, you're in a cycle of stress. When you're thinking about what you just said, what the other person is thinking, you're in a cycle of stress. You're, you're revoking that same memory that you experienced when you were five years old and the parent go like, you know, maybe slapped you in the face for asking the question. Because some parents do that kind of parenting. The game changer though is to bring your attention back into your body. And you might notice that you, like if you're paying attention to your body, I, for example, I oftentimes lose connection to my body. I dissociate because the intensity is so much that I'm just like, I'm out. My body is here with my mind. I'm like, nah, clouds. <laughs> because that is how my body is dealing with intensity. I lived in a shutdown for most of my life, having an intensity is very unusual for my body. So the way I'm coping or my whole organism is coping is by disappearing. I don't, I'm not here, I don't exist. Don't see me, I'm not here. And it's scary. It's scary to lose control. The other thing that happens when you, when you decide to tell the truth is that you need to accept the fact that you cannot control the outcome. If you control the outcome, you're not being honest. You cannot control the outcome of your sharing. And also, when I, you also can refer to my very first live video recording about the body honesty. When I mean the truth, telling the truth, what I mean the truth is that it's your truth about your current experience, is what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're perceiving with your five senses. Not existential truth, not some sort of bullshit, you know, blue whale. Of course, the blue whale is the biggest mammal in the planet. It's something that's irrelevant, that you talk the truth about something that you have authority over, which is your own experience. There is absolutely no way for you to tell the truth in a way that you do not experience some sort of intensity. Telling the truth is intense, physically, emotionally, mental, mentally challenging in a way that it's like it's complex. The act of telling the truth is also very arousing for the nervous system. And factual thing that happens if you tell the truth and you let yourself have the orgasm, like the nervous system, the flush of energy, call it whatever you want it. So if you have been, if you were aroused before and you told the truth, your arousal level drops and then you feel calmer. 
and relieved. This is why most people say that the moment I started to tell the truth, I feel I felt relieved. It does. The telling the truth gives that kind of relief in our body. Um, and it's mostly because we don't die. We've been holding up all the intensity. We've been controlling our body, trying, you know, doing our best so the other people do not see and know what we feel and what we think, doing our best for ourselves not to notice what we actually feel and what we want. That the moment you say it, you're surviving and then you feel relieved and it's like, huh, nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened. Unless something bad happens and you go like, in the next moment, then you can't cope with it. When something, you know, something happens that you imagine is to be bad, then you deal with it as it comes at you. You do not need to prepare for something bad to happen. You deal with something as that something happens in reality. So when people come to radical honesty and they say, well, I really don't, I don't think, I doubt this model. And yes, radical honesty is a model. Um, and people say, it doesn't really work for me. And I doubt this model because I'm not like, I cannot just go to my parent and tell them that I'm mad at them for things. And I cannot just go to my parents and tell them, you know, tell them about my childhood. They will feel hurt. Or I cannot just go to my girlfriend and say that I cheated on her. It's like, it's, it, I'm going to break her heart. And that's true. And what the, the point that people are missing when, in the teaching is that radical honesty is a reporting, a, like an out loud meditation practice. So you tell the truth about your momentary experience, which means that when you go to your parents and you're freaking yourself out by thinking, I'm going to like destroy my family now. Um, they're just going to, if when I'm going to tell that, they're just going to kick me out. This is what you're saying. This is, this is the thing to tell the truth about. I'm here. I've been scaring myself about coming here. I'm afraid to tell you what I have to say. Cause if I'm going to like, because I imagine that you're going to leave or you're going to like kick me out or you're going to judge me or you will never talk to me again. And you tell the truth about your fears and and then you can you know for the managing the intensity say i've been mad at you guys for like 20 years i didn't want to talk to you and i'm scared that if i'm going to share you're gonna blah 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 there's always fear behind telling the truth so speak about it name it share it before you go to you know and say something that you were planning to tell the truth about the truth is the momentary truth it's ever-changing, constantly changing. You don't need to know it in advance. If you don't know something, you say, I don't know. If people ask, how are you feeling? Tell me, how are you, how are you feeling? And you're like, just notice I'm not breathing. I'm scared. Or I just, I don't know how I feel. That's the truth. The beauty about the truth is that you don't need to memorize it, remember it. It's like you say it, you experience relief that you're open to the next moment. That's the beauty of it. What, what, like how to tell the truth if I don't want to hurt other people's feelings? Then the way I do it, and you might do it differently, the way I do it, I'm, I notice already that I'm hyped when I'm calling my friend because now it's, it's a lockdown, so I cannot meet my friends. I call them and say, I'm scared to tell you. I really think I shouldn't be telling you. And 
you know, I, I'm scared I'm going to hurt, like, hurt, hurt you by saying what I have to say. Would you be still be willing to listen to? Because it's very important to me. And I worry that you will feel hurt. And then the other person says yes or no. And then if the person says, no, I don't want to hear you. Rah, 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 and then I can still decide whether I want to say it for my own sake to drop it off the chest. Um, or maybe at that point, just by sharing myself so vulnerably that I'm scared, already did the trick and I don't feel moved to share anything more. Oftentimes the in-between steps, the like the petty, the pity, petty, the small, tiny truth about my current experience, that that process of naming it already gives a lot of a relief. And maybe telling what I've been like thinking that I have to actually say, it's nothing. Once I say it, I was like, hmm, it's almost a little bit disappointing. I was afraid of telling you that for the last 10 years. And now I'm like, hmm, done. Because what was what was more present is the the layers of fear that you experienced just by thinking of telling the truth. Hmm. And if the other person feels hurt, then you stick with your own practice of telling the truth. It's like I'm sad seeing you crying. It, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt seeing you cry. I'm hurt, or I'm angry at you for seeing you cry, or I feel sad seeing you cry, or I feel tensed in my body, and I'm angry at you for seeing you cry because I feel responsible for your tears. I don't want to be responsible for your sadness, and I do. I feel responsible. I care about you, and it pisses me off. I don't want to be so caring about you. I don't. I like. I want you to be sad on your own. I don't want to feel responsible for your sadness. Again, it's a little bit like little kids. When a parent, some parents do shame and make responsible their kids for how they feel, which I think is a horrible parenting, and I'm get really angry. And those parents who do not talk with like. My parents, they would not talk to me, but I would pick up on the emotions. And if my mom was going coming back home and she was like angry and would like, you know, smashed the doors and, you know, it was like, it would be very loud. I was a very good girl. And I thought that if I'm going to bring myself to her and say something like, mom, I'm hungry, I'll going to get in trouble. So I... In that, like, I pretended to be a good girl. I would help her clean. I would, like, go outside, would, like, not try not to bother her. Um, and that is the responsibility. I feel responsible for my mom's emotions because as a little child, I don't really have another choice. We bring that into our adult dynamics where my partner is angry and I'm thinking, I'm going to clean, you know, I'm just going to prepare the room for them. I'm going to make them a bath. I'm going to try to... No, no, no. That is me feeling responsible. Whereas I could just draw a net in between us. We're like, we're playing ping pong. Gonna hold onto my racket, my own existence, my own experience, and let my partner play their game and take care of themselves and ask for things that they want rather than me trying to be like, maybe a pillow on the side or maybe a little bit of this. Maybe you want a cake. I'm gonna make your tea. Which is good if you do it from this genuine place, like, I love you, I'm going to make you tea, and you let your partner sit with whatever they're sitting. You let them handle it on their own, and, and if they want help, they, you know, trust that they will ask for it. It's, it's good if you're doing it because, you know, it's from the place of empowerment, and it's like, there's a differentiation, my partner is suffering. But if it comes from a place of enmeshment, where you go like, shit, 
I need to make my partner happy right now because I cannot be happy if he's unhappy. So I need to go and do all these things. <sighs> not going to work out. Not good. Not good. Mm. Just because it's like, just like we are feeling responsible, but at the same time, we're resenting the person for feeling responsible, but we are the one who taken the responsibility. So for to telling the truth about such complex matters, and I'm just realizing that this is just, I went into complexity of the whole thing too much. Um, telling the truth about this complex dynamic is very difficult because you love the person and at the same time you're mad at them, but you're not mad at something that they do. What they do is like, they're just like, they're grumpy or they're angry or whatever, the way they, you know, you need, you think that you need to take care of you. And you just tell the truth that you're mad at them for how many times in a row they showed up being angry and because you felt responsible and you don't want to feel responsible anymore. So that kind of conversation is actually very good to have. I just, I had one a few years ago with my mom and then I was not responsible for my mom. And my mom, she wasn't responsible for me. And we were two adults. You're like, oh, that's nice. It's good to be me. I don't need to do anything for you. You're going to ask for it. And I'm going to ask for your help if I need to. I wonder if I have something else to say about this whole telling the truth thing. What to do, how to tell the truth if the person leaves. Um, you can go after them. That's one. <laughs> probably least popular but it really depends on the situation you can go after them and be like well and i'm still mad at you for saying rah, rah, rah. and you experience the orgasm anyways and the other person is just doing their thing this is the their way of taking care of themselves and there's nothing that you need to control about it or if the person leaves you can try to reach out the next time in like in a day half a year two years ten years if it's still something's present um yeah basically probably resent person for leaving and that is the most important thing to experience saying i stop myself by telling that telling me my truth is not interesting to others yeah yeah it's like i would start with like when you tell your truth because i grew up in a family where i'm the youngest one and i would say something nobody even would look at me I would be like, how about this thing? And, and everybody was just like talking and or like doing something like, hello, I'm here. Why aren't you seeing me? I said the thing. So I felt for many years, I thought that whatever I have to say, it's not really important. And before I would say something, I would go like, oh, yeah, but that's not important. There's like so many situations, so many moments in my life where I wanted to say something and I would talk myself out of it. It's like, that's not important because that's my upbringing. Be behind that narrative oh it's not important there's this little you know hurt so it hurts me to see that you are talking over you're not replying to what i say i feel i make myself not interesting would you tell me if i'm not interesting also give like i did a lot of reality checks like that where i assume the other people think of me in such and such way like that i'm boring or i'm not interesting i would say something they would reply, but I would not even hear what they reply. I would immediately like just respond to my own story. Oh, they're not interesting. So like being present and assuming that I my narrative is probably not that right at the very beginning of the of this whole practice 
and making a reality check and asking them, it's like, hey, I'm thinking that you're judging me right now. Would you tell me if you if you do? And yeah, let the other person say, say yes or no. And trust that whatever the other person is saying, that is them playing their part of the game. And if you don't believe it, then say, I don't believe you. I hear you and I don't believe you. I wish I believed what you're saying. And I like, I just don't believe you. And then keep on saying how you feel about it. On Thursday, I'm going to go live again with Laura Turley talking about listening. And especially before the family season, listening. So I'll see you around when I see you. <laughs>